Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome along to another edition of Ireland Calling, broadcasting to you from a sunny afternoon here in Auckland. Oliver Lee is my name, and the programme brought to you uh, with the support of the Hugh Green Group, whether you're listening in Auckland on a Wednesday night, Christchurch on Saturday night, or um, Wellington and Capri Coast on Sunday, or any other night of the week, online on planetaudio.org.nz. I want to welcome you along and hopefully you can stay with us here for the next hour. We'll bring you uh, all the latest news uh, from Ireland and uh, plenty of good music as well. And uh, up first tonight, we should be talking about the Rose of Tralee uh, event in Ireland. If things were normal, it would be taking place this weekend. But uh, no roses in Ireland uh, this particular year, but hopefully they'll be back uh, next year. And uh, But anyway, DJ Corton and we'll sing in the Rose of Tralee. The sun was declining beneath the blue sea as I strayed with my love through the pure crystal fountain that stands in the beautiful red of Charlie. She was lovely and fair like the DJ Corton there and the Rose of uh, Tralee. So uh, welcome along to uh, another edition of uh, Ireland uh, Calling. We'll start with a bit of good news because there's lots of, not a lot of good news. But anyway, the schools started to reopen in Ireland today and uh, a few teething problems, but they'll be uh, gradually getting back to, um, obviously, all schools reopened early uh, next week. But uh, from... Uh, the indications so far, it looks like that uh, things are, are going okay. And earlier tonight, on prime time, 
uh, pretty much our first major interview on national television. Um, Norma Foley, uh, the new Minister for Education, came on and uh, she was praised for the way that she handled the interview. And she says that uh, schools have been doing a lot of work over the last five or six weeks and uh, there will be some teething problems, but you know, everybody's hoping, uh, you know, that everybody will pull together and uh, work and make sure that it's a successful reopening of the schools. Of course, the other big issue they'll have next week when the Leave and Cirque results uh, come out, because in Scotland and in England, uh, what the teachers recommend or the students get, uh, ministries of education in Scotland and England revised the um, figures down or the marks down and there was uproar and uh, then they had to reinstate them. So she has assured everybody that they'll be... Um, Obviously, nothing like that will happen in Ireland. So the results are to come out. The students will know uh, at the end of next week uh, what marks they've got. And then, of course, there's about five days for students to apply to get into the courses that they wanted to do uh, in third level. And there'll be a big scramble to get into the courses and then a bigger scramble to find accommodation uh, in uh, the major centres. And, of course, who knows yet whether the universities uh, will be going back uh, the way that they were last year. Uh, some probably won't be, but we just have to, to wait and uh, see. And just uh, finally, uh, before we take this next uh, bit of music, the number of people uh, uh, reported today with uh, COVID in Ireland is 92, but uh, no further deaths. But uh, certainly, uh, on average, 70 or 80 people a day. And, um, you know, the government uh, certainly are asking people to uh, take care. And uh, the three counties that were in lockdown... Leash, Offaly and Kildare, only Kildare remains in lockdown for, for the week. But more about Kildare and more about politicians and what they did and what they didn't do when we come back. But anyway, we'll move on and uh, let's go with the old uh, saw doctors here in downtown. <laughs> Yeah. 
Yes, the Saw Doctors and Petula Clark in there with a, a version of a song that uh, it was a big hit for her called uh, Downtown. And you're listening to Ireland Calling, brought to you with the support of the Hugh Green Group. Well, you've heard of Watergate, you've heard of Spygate. We now have got Golfgate. Yes, Golfgate. Last Wednesday, uh, a group of uh, politicians uh, and other Profile people in Ireland went and played in a game of golf over in the Connemara Golf Club in Ballyconeely. Now, there's nothing wrong with playing the golf. That's right. They did social distancing and all of that. But as is the norm, when you're playing golf in a tournament, you have a big prize-giving function afterwards. So people go to the clubhouse or, in this case, go to a hotel. But the um, regulations, as and from last Tuesday, meant that no more than six people from uh, as many as three families could sit at a table together. This is a restaurant, and if you were having a wedding, no more than 50 people could attend the wedding, including the people uh, that are serving at the hotel. But no, no, the uh, hotel out in Clifton, uh, they apparently assured the organisers of the golfing tournament, the Erectus Golfing Tournament, organised by Noel Grealish and Donny Cassidy. Uh, Grealish is an independent TD for Galway. Cassidy is the I think he's the former vice president of Fianna Fáil. He resigned yesterday. Uh, they were assured that they could have the prize-giving meal. And, of course, it was paying tribute to a well-known Irish politician from Galway who passed away, the late Mark Killalay. And uh, they invited the Minister for Agriculture, Dara Killalay, only recently uh, appointed when Barry Cowan was sacked a few weeks ago. And uh, they invited him and his wife to come along as guests to make a speech. And off he did. And uh, also there was the Commissioner... Uh, European Commissioner Phil Hogan, former Fian Gael stalwart, and uh, Seamus Wolf, Wolf, former Attorney General, but now a Supreme Court judge, and Sean O'Rourke, former RTE broadcaster, but now retired, but uh, and along with uh, a total number of 81 people. So they were breaking every regulation that the government introduced on uh, Tuesday. And of course, word got out about the event, and uh, literally, after apologising uh, straight away, uh, Dara Kaleri um, resigned in the early hours of, uh, was it Thursday or Friday morning? I think it was uh, Friday morning he, he, he resigned and uh, everybody else was apologising. There was apologies coming left, right and centre. There was the Jerry Buttermer, Lascan Corla in the Shannon. He resigned and all the other senators that were there, they lost the, the whips. So there was only one big fish to catch and that was Phil Hogan and, sorry, two, plus Seamus Wolfe, the Attorney General. But Hogan denied that he breached any of the regulations. He said he came in from Belgium and uh, he, he basically, you know, self-isolated uh, according to the rules. But um, that's what he said straight away. In fact, that's what his spokesman said. And uh, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. And it turned out that he'd come to Kildare where he's got an apartment at the K-Club. Then he went to Kilkenny. Then he played golf down in Adair. Then he came back to Kilkenny. Then he went up to Kildare to pick up some important documents because he was working on trade negotiations between the European Union and the US of A. And then he headed to Connemara. But hold on, he went to um, Roscommon on the way. But even on his way from Kilkenny to Kildare, hold on, he was caught answering his phone or caught by a Garda on the phone. I was given a caution instead of a fine and demerit points. And off he went on his way turned up in Roscommon and then went to play the golf for two days and attended the dinner. But when he was asked to account for his movements, he basically got a spokesperson to um, you know, say that he complied with everything and he thought that would be the end of it. But it's not the end of it. And uh, late tonight, you had the Taoiseach 
former Taoiseach, who's now the deputy uh, leader, Tawnishta, Leo Varadkar, and the head of the Greens, leader of the Green Party, Eamon Ryan, they issued a, a joint statement, uh, basically uh, confirming that uh, Phil Hogan did not, he breached the, the COVID-19 regulations and um, he should probably consider his future. Well, his future is out of the hands of the Irish government because once he's appointed a commissioner by the European Union, he's answerable to Ursula van Leyen, the president of the European Commission. So that's where it stands at the moment, whether he'll retire or resign or be fired. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but he's got um, a thick neck, this man Hogan, uh, Phil Hogan, originally from Kilkenny. So he probably will try to fight this out. And uh, a former um, Chief Justice, Susan Denham, is investigating or not, uh, uh, whether Seamus Wolfe, former Attorney General, but now a Supreme Court judge, should have accepted an invitation in the first place, but actually attended an event where there was breaching the health guidelines. So the story has just been dominating the newspapers in Ireland day in, day out since last uh, Friday. And, um, you know, there's been praise for Minister Caleri because he resigned straight away. He knew that he'd made a mistake, but... Uh, certainly a huge uh, embarrassment for everybody when most people are, um, especially in the three counties, Leash, Offaly and Kildare, were still locked down like we are here in Auckland and advised not to travel outside the county. And uh, But uh, politicians seem to be saying, do what I do or do what I say, not what I do. So we'll just see how long more uh, this co- uh, controversy will continue on. Right, enough of that. We'll move on. We'll come back and have a chat about sport uh, later but um, we're moving off and uh, we go here with Luke Kelly. Yeah. 
Yes, the great uh, Luke Kelly there and uh, a song, uh, one of his uh, great hits there, Joe Hill. And you're listening to Ireland Calling, brought to you with the support of the Hugh Green Group, broadcasting here from Auckland on a fine uh, day here at the moment, although very showery, but uh, certainly we've had enough rain uh, in the uh, the last few weeks. And speaking of rain, unfortunately, uh, they were hit with a storm in the southwest last weekend, but it came back again with a vengeance down in Cork on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, in fact, Monday night, many, many uh, places, especially in Bantry, were badly uh, flooded. But the rain, as somebody said yesterday, came and, it went, uh, came and went in about uh, five minutes. So it hasn't been a great uh, summer, as somebody was saying, when Ireland was in full lockdown a few months ago. Uh, in April and May, the weather was pretty good. In fact, it was very dry, but July was probably one of the worst um, uh, months uh, on record, July and the part of August as a wet month. So between all the doom and gloom that's going on over there, uh, bad weather is the last thing that uh, people uh, need. But anyway, as I mentioned, um, COVID-19 is still dominating news as it is all over the world, but uh, 92 uh, new cases reported in Ireland uh, this afternoon and no further deaths, but the total death toll in Ireland remains at 1,777. And of the cases notified today, 52 are men, 38 are women, and 69% of these cases are people under the age of uh, 45. And just telling you where the breakdown is, today's cases, 31 are in Tipperary, it's a bit alarmed, maybe related to a meat factory, 17 in Dublin, 7 in County Clare, 7 in Wexford, 5 in Kildare, and the remaining 25 cases are spread Cross, Cavan, Carlow, Cork, Donegal, Galway, Kerry, Kilkenny, Louth, Maeth, Monaghan and uh, Wicklow. Acting Chief Medical Officer Ronan Glynn said while the number of cases reported each day remains high, the situation nationally has remained uh, relatively stable over the last week. But uh, as we're experiencing here, unless you can keep keep control of uh, this virus, it's going to spread. And uh, obviously uh, that's what's happening uh, in Ireland at the moment. Sinead O'Connor, and I'll tell me man.
Sinead O'Connor there, and I'll tell my ma. And you're listening to Ireland uh, Calling uh, Broadcasting. You might be listening to us on planetaudio.org.nz. But welcome along wherever you're uh, listening to uh, the programme. Right, what else has been happening in Ireland? Of course, the um, conventions that took place in America last week, the Democratic one and the Republican one this week, gets a a lot of uh, publicity. A sad case, there was a a man arrested, a 61-year-old man, arrested in Clontarf in Dublin uh, on Monday, it might have been Sunday night, after a woman's body was found in neighbouring property. And uh, sadly, um, the man turned out to be her son. He was living close by, was charged with her murder this afternoon, and the judge has asked that uh, he is given a psychiatric assessment before his next uh, court appearance. Very, very sad situation. And uh, sadly, that uh, story is getting some publicity in some of the uh, newspapers in, in Ireland. As I mentioned, Bantry Street resembles a river after Storm Francis hits Cork Town and um, heaps of, um, what do you call it, stories here relating to the incidents at the uh, golf tournament out in Connemara in Clifton last week. Good to see rugby back uh, last weekend in Ireland, although a number of injuries for both uh, Munster, one of their star players, the new lock from South Africa, uh, he's out, could be out for the rest of the season just after one game. But both games, Munster and Leinster, that game was won by two points by Leinster and uh, Connacht and Ulster. Connacht won that game, were played uh, in a near empty, I think about 200 people uh, in total at the Aviva Stadium. And that game, it's a kind of a finish playing off the Pro 14 tournament that w- took place before, obviously, into lockdown. Whether or not Ireland will play its, I think, remaining two games uh, in the Six Nations that remains to be seen. Um, I know that uh, they cancelled, uh, the Italy game was cancelled, they were due to come to Ireland, and I'm pretty sure Ireland then had to play France, they were the last uh, two games. Of course, there's lots of money involved in prize money, and where they, Ireland end up in the Six Nations um, uh, impacts on seedings for the next World Cup. But of course, uh, like it is here in New Zealand, if these games are played, there's TV money uh, involved as well. All right, we'll move on and... Uh, Hit another button here and we'll see what we come up with this time. We'll go with Ronnie Drew. Around the time I saw the light of morning A comradeship of heroes was laid From every corner of the world came sailing The fifth International Brigade They came to stand beside the Spanish people To try and stem the rising fascist tide Franco's allies were the powerful and wealthy Frank Ryan's men came from the other side Even the olives were bleeding As the battle for Madrid had thundered on and love against the force of evil, brotherhood against the fascist God. Viva la Quinta Brigada, no passer on, the pegs that made them fight. Adelante, one fire on the hillside, let us all remember them tonight. Bob Hilliard was the Church of Ireland pastor. 
From Killarney, across the Pyrenees, he came. From Derry came a brave young Christian brother. Side by side, they fought and died in Spain. Tommy Woods, age 17, died in Cordoba. With the Fianna, he learned to hold his tongue. From Dublin to La Villa del Rio, where he fought and died beneath the Spanish sun. Viva la Quinta Regada, the Passeran, the Pedalator, and Fight. Alante was a cry around the hillside. Let us all remember them tonight. Many Irishmen heard the call of Franco. Joined Hitler and Mussolini too. Propaganda from the pulpit and newspapers. Alto Duffy to enlist his crew. The word came from a new support of fascists. The men of cloth failed yet again. When the bishops blessed the blue shirts in Hungary as they sailed beneath the swastika to Spain. Viva la quinta regada, no pasarán the fence and ain't no fight. Adelante was the cry around the hillside, let us all remember them tonight. This song, the tribute to Frank Ryan, Kid Conway and Denny Cody too. Peter Daly, Charlie Regan, and Hugh Bond. How many died, I can but name a few. Danny Boyle, Blazer Brown, and Charlie Dunn. Liam Tomlinson and Jim Strainy from the Falls. Jack Nowdy, Tommy Patton, and Frank Conroy. Jim Foley, Tony Fox, Dick O'Neill. Viva la quinta regada No pasarán the heads that made them fight Adelante was the cry around the hillside Let us all remember them tonight Viva la quinta regada No pasarán the heads that made them fight Adelante was the cry Ronnie Drew and uh, Viva La Quinta Brigada and uh, you're listening to Ireland uh, Calling. While Gaelic games have been continuing over the last uh, few weeks and uh, they were played, being allowed to be played uh, with 200 people um, uh, in stadiums or at grounds with that 200 included uh, obviously players, um, hanger, well, um, managers and physios and doctors etc and some stewards but that number has been uh, obviously brought back now and um, the president of the GAA was a bit disappointed and asked a question of the government last week but he said um, you know the government and the um, chief medical officer acting medical officer Ronan Glenn said that's the, the rules at the moment it's not so much 200 people in a massive stadium that's not the problem but it's people gathering together uh, going in and going out and this has been um, the issue and of course people aren't supposed to get together in groups but there are it's happening there's people fortunately 
uh, young people are continuing to breach the rules. There's uh, parties, house parties, and if the universities go back again, even though there'll officially be no orientation weeks, you can be sure uh, the students uh, will breach these rules. Uh, it's part of an initiation for people going to university for the first year. But uh, certainly, uh, when you look at the figures that I've mentioned there early on, there's, uh, it's not just old people that's getting uh, affected, that are affected by the disease. There's quite a lot of, of young people as well, and one or two young people have come out and pleaded with uh, other people uh, to uh, follow the rules. Now, Niall Quinn has, is keen. He's been in there as an interim uh, deputy CEO of the FAI organisation uh, for the last um, couple of months, and he said he's keen to stay on, and um, he's calling for FAI unity, the... Um, New FAI uh, Chief Coach Manager Stephen Kenny announced his team uh, the other day and he's brought in a few young players, in fact guys that are playing in the League of Ireland and uh, they've got to play two games in a Champions League competition in October I think, might even be September and then of course he's got that uh, outstanding games to be played to see if Ireland will qualify for Euro 2020 which will be taking place in June 2021 but uh, certainly um, GEA wouldn't be there, wouldn't have survived only for the big government handout before the current government um, obviously uh, was replaced by a new coalition government which only got into uh, place in um, at the end of June but of course uh, the FAI in deep financial trouble and their former CEO John Delaney uh, would still have some questions to answer. He's now living in England, his relationship with his uh, partner broke up and uh, he certainly hasn't given no uh, media interviews since he was forced to, to leave the organisation um, after you know running it as a, a, a gentleman's club for so many years and uh, unfortunately the finances of the whole organisation were in turmoil Right, let's take another bit of music we might come back and have a look at the farming section of uh, this Irish um, independent farming section um, when we come back Lord of the Dance will take us there
Yes, Lord of the Dance there and uh, picture looking at the cover of that album there is Michael Flatley in front uh, describe, uh, you know, showing his skills of course started with the uh, River Dance himself and Gene Butler uh, danced in um, the interval during the Song Contest Eurovision Song Contest in 1994 and then he went out on his own and of course River Dance, Lord of the Dance all these dance groups as well as all other shows have come to a grinding halt this year I know River Dance were celebrating their 25th anniversary uh, they had a 25th anniversary tour this year, but uh, sadly all brought to an end as a result of um, the uh, COVID-19. Well, looking at the farming section of the Irish Independent uh, on Tuesday, of course, the uh, Dara Caleri from uh, Ballina was um, appointed Minister for Agriculture after former Minister Barry Cowan was forced, well, he was sacked by the Taoiseach uh, as a result of a drink-diving offence. And, um, of course, Dara Caleri uh, was... Uh, as a guest at the dinner in Clifton last week and uh, he was one of the first of the Erectus members to put his hand up and apologise and then subsequently resign. Uh, he would have probably got the same fate as uh, Barry Cowan if he didn't resign. Such was the sentiment of the public. I've never seen such a backlash to, to people that were livid. The letters section to all the papers full up of people uh, writing in, but uh, online uh, certainly uh, people went berserk when they saw that... Uh, government minister, a Supreme Court judge, a European commissioner, former high-profile broadcaster Sean O'Rourke, along with a number of other uh, eminent people, uh, completely broke the, the rules relating to uh, COVID-19 in Ireland. So at the moment, the acting minister for agriculture is the Taoiseach Micheál Martin. But according to this article yesterday the um, in the Irish Independent, it says that uh, Donegal uh, TD, Pat, uh, no, no, Charlie McConnellogue, Conalogue, he's a favourite to be appointed next week as the new uh, agriculture minister. He's been the Fianna Fáil spokesman for many years on agriculture. There's a lovely picture here of three generations of the Conlon family, Tom, Noel and Mark. They're from Clarenbridge in County Galway and they're all at Athen Mark last week, all wearing masks. So since yesterday uh, or earlier this week, masks are now mandatory at uh, Marts and uh, farmers will have to, to follow uh, the, the, the guidelines. So grain harvest is now a salvage operation. The second cyclone storm to hit Ireland as many weeks is threatening to turn this year's embattled grain harvest into a salvage operation. Met Aaron obviously issued a status orange rainfall warning uh, for much of the country last night. And um, certainly uh, this is a disaster for people that are out there uh, bringing in their crops this time of, of uh, the year. Ag science teachers call for a curriculum changes. Uh, claim the changes to the subject curriculum will need to be made for the coming this coming year's Leave and Search students as a result of COVID-19. Fianna Fáil's forgotten men ready to battle out for the top job. Well, I mentioned two weeks ago about Jackie Cahill from Tipperary. He felt that he was uh, well-equipped to be the next uh, uh, Minister for Agriculture. This is before Dara Caleri uh, certainly uh, lost his job. But, um, you know, it looks like uh, he won't be getting the job. It might be going to Charlie McConaughey from um, Donegal. Speaking of Donegal, there was a terrible tragedy on Friday night just outside Moville. Um, a husband and wife and their two children, uh, after spending a day out in, in Derry, were on their way home along the banks of the foil uh, in terrible conditions, high tide uh, and roadworks, and their car 
uh, skidded and they weren't going fast off the road and unfortunately the father and um, his son and daughter uh, weren't uh, were drowned and uh, the mother managed to, to get out of the, the car raise the alarm although there was a car coming behind but she frantically tried to to get into the car, get into the deep water to rescue her husband who was injured and her two young children, but it was all in vain. And uh, funerals took place, uh, horrific scenes on, on Monday to see three hearses, three coffins, and of course only a limited number of people allowed to attend the funeral in the church in Mobile, but uh, many hundreds of people lined uh, the road on the way to the cemetery afterwards. And uh, shocking um, situation, and the, the young mother... Uh, was originally from Galway, not far from where I'm from, and uh, has uh, was been living in Donegal. She was a, a nurse in Letterkenny Hospital involved in the cancer care unit, and uh, her husband was due to celebrate his 50th birthday in two weeks' time, and they had plans before COVID to go to Cape Canaveral, uh, but unfortunately that has been put off, and now uh, she's um, facing life uh, without her three best uh, friends, and uh, it just split second one of these things uh, that happened and uh, they were after having a great day out and uh, looking forward to the youngest girl starting school next week or going back to school into first class and the oldest boy Tomas uh, he was um, heading back to his secondary school and uh, certainly uh, that story uh, because of what was happening in Clifton didn't get a lot of coverage but um, you know it was covered the funeral on Monday in many of the um, newspapers and national uh, TV as I mentioned here, Cork Tillage farmers facing a salvage job in their harvest. Very hard farming. You know, it's the same here in New Zealand. You know, you can have a great uh, run of weather and then all of a sudden bad weather comes through and it causes, um, it can wipe out your crop in the space of uh, 24 hours. And it can happen whether you're in the wine industry or in obviously market garden or uh, just in sheep and beef uh, farming. Just having a quick look here at um, how one rural community is hoping a wind farm will ensure its future. 50 farms in Tipperary will save 600,000 between them annually, while a community uh, fund will net 400,000. Uh, obviously, if they're allowed to build this uh, windmill in the background, but there's obviously lots of uh, opposition. It should make a massive difference to the community. The wi- oh, sorry, a wind farm, so it's going to have uh, obviously more than one um, wind turbine in the um, in the in the farm that they're hoping to to set up uh, there. Well, it's happening. Well, that's about it. How a secure your fair share of raw deal. Everything that is a nice picture here. The really wild Atlantic way stormy conditions in Garlestown and Cork last week met here and predicted more stormy weather. Of course, today this was last night, which it did happen. Uh, but uh, certainly tough times over there at the moment. But there is one nice picture in Kilkenny last week. Driver Cahill Brady, he was harvesting in Dunbell, Barley, uh, a county Kilkenny last Sunday, ahead of this week's heavy rain forecast. Okay, we'll hit a button here now, get back into the music section and uh, let's see what we'll go with here tonight. I might as well go with a bit of country music here.
Philomena Bagley there and the way old friends do and I'll uh, send her that request to the way of a man, regular listener to Ireland calling now, Tom Gilmer. Uh, Tom, uh, a legend in his own lifetime in Ireland, uh, former, uh, obviously, um, editorial assistant or reporter with the Tume Herald and still does, uh, obviously, the music section of that paper but uh, very involved in, in country music for many years and uh, listens every week. So hello to you, Tom. And uh, hopefully you haven't been too affected by the bad weather over there in Ireland or indeed by the Golf Gate, which is obviously dominating the news. We're looking at the RT website here just to look at some of the stories that are making the headlines. Storm Francis brings flooding and strong winds. That's the most read story in the paper today. Hogan says he broke no regulations but made mistakes. Uh, I think he will struggle to hold on to his job. Of course, it's not up to the Irish government uh, to um, sack him. Uh, he was appointed by the government, Leo Varadkar. In fact, it was uh, Indy Kenny appointed him first, but he was reappointed uh, by Leo Varadkar last year and uh, took on the very important uh, trade um, ministry um, commission job. And of course, that's very, very important with Ireland and, and uh, leaving or Britain, leaving the European Union. Uh, you know, uh, so he's regarded as a good negotiator, but uh, he certainly will have to negotiate his way out of this uh, delicately over the next few days. His hands is in the, um, or his uh, career is in the hands of the European Commission president. As I mentioned earlier, 92 new cases reported, but no further deaths. But that's, you know, we had 92 in New Zealand. We'd all be in level four lockdown, I'd say. But uh, certainly, um, you know, it is an issue in Ireland. But the acting chief medical officer, Ronan Glynn, said we just have to cope uh, to live with the virus threat at the moment because it's going to be here uh, for quite a while until a vaccine is found. And this is worrying for Irish schools that are getting back together, universities, a thousand new COVID-19 cases at a US college since reopening. And of course, I saw uh, an excerpt from one of Trump's sons talking yesterday about the great job that he has done uh, over the last four years as president of the US, including taking on COVID uh, head on and banning people um, from coming in from uh, China. But of course, the US has the biggest number of cases and the biggest number of deaths. Uh, whether Trump will be re-elected, we just have to wait till early November. Minister recommends small student gatherings because there was a bit of concern where St. Leo's School in Carlow featured on the 6th News this evening. Uh, it showed them having a, a big assembly for two or three years in a big gymnasium. Now, they were all social distancing, but certainly there was uh, too many pupils in that particular room. And uh, what else uh, is uh, making mourners here? Young girl was found in brother's arms. That's uh, relating to the terrible tragedy that I, I mentioned uh, to you yesterday, the young uh, father and daughter who drowned uh, last um, Thursday night, Friday night, Thursday night, I think, on their way home from Derry uh, to uh, Donegal. And um, as I mentioned, um, the funeral of John Mullen and his son, Tomás, and his six-year-old daughter, Amelia, took place on um, on Monday in Ireland. And uh, Geraldine, originally Geraldine Connachton from Williamstown and Galway, spoke bravely at the funeral and she just ended up by telling everybody wherever you're listening wherever you're watching uh, to hug uh, your children and tell them you love them and um, you know because she just um, is trying to deal with the heartbreak of the tragedy that um, dawned on their family last Thursday night going home from a, a day out in Derry right oh we've got time for one or two more songs so we go with Liam Clancy and the parking class <laughs>
Good night yet. We've got another few minutes to go. You're listening to Ireland Calling, brought to you uh, as it is here each week with the support of uh, the Hugh Green Group. And um, obviously, what else was thinking? Of course, at the start of the programme, I mentioned about the Rose Tralee would be on this week in Ireland. And of course, uh, getting ready for the All-Ireland football final on Sunday week. Of course, um, you know, the finals may take place this year. The plans is to get all the inter-county, or sorry, the um, county championships uh, through over the next uh, few weeks and then depending on what's happening October, November will be when the inter-county games will take place possibly behind closed doors uh, if the situation uh, continues as it is in Ireland some particular counties are saying they may not be able to field teams but uh, at the moment the GAA plans to try to run out the championship uh, this year if they can with the Harland final taking place obviously uh, two weeks before Christmas and the football final a week before Uh, it'll be so different uh, playing and hurling in a football final in an empty stadium, if that is the case. Um, you know, by then, the government may have relaxed the guidelines a bit to allow um, a certain number of people uh, in, in to uh, attend games. But certainly, uh, all the counties are, are playing all their uh, club matches at the moment. And I'll give you a rundown of uh, some of them next week, uh, Some because they're getting nearly county finals. But, of course, there'll be no extension if they won't be the provincial the county champions of one county won't be playing anybody else because uh, they'll just have their own uh, county champions this year 
and uh, there'll be no All Ireland Club Championships. Of course, uh, Corofen from County Galway, um, they're the um, the number. Uh, the team that, that won it, they won it for the third year in a row uh, early this year. That uh, game was uh, played in January rather than St. Patrick's Day when it traditionally is played and um, it wouldn't have gone ahead if they had waited till uh, the normal uh, time. OK, I think that's about it. That's about it for another week. Hopefully you've enjoyed uh, the programme tonight. I'll brought to you by this Hugh Green Group and I'll leave you tonight with the flight of Earls. Paddy Riley. Take it away, Paddy. <laughs>
sing it. 